Hello everyone, I'm Jen and welcome to another episode of Monogamish Pod. On this week's episode, I'm definitely riding solo talking to you guys about some poly and non-monogamous pop culture news. But before we dive into that, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, altplayground.net. Now, altplayground is all about inclusivity in the lifestyle. I've talked about this briefly before, but I just want to go over this again. There are nine different gender identities, nine relationship statuses, and 13 sexual orientations that you guys can find on altplayground.net. Altplayground's mission is to provide a fun and inclusive environment for all non-monogamous and sexually open people, and I'm definitely on board with that. As a pansexual polyamorous woman, I definitely feel welcomed and included at altplayground.net. So I think you guys need to sign up today. You guys already know about all the amazing features like the podcast corner, there's a new arrivals module, video chats, the communities, the big wall with the daily themes, by the way, which are amazing. Today's Wednesday. It's hump day. And there's so many more things that they have to offer. I think you guys will definitely be happy if you join the Alt Playground team. So let's just do that. Let's just sign up today. Again, altplayground.net, like I said, and you can be a part of the winning team and enjoy all the inclusivity the site has to offer. So now that I've talked to you about Alt Playground, I just want to talk to you a bit about what happened today. So I had recorded this episode previously. I edited it. I put in the music. I was like, yeah, this is great. And when I was giving it my final listen through, I hated it so much. I was like, screw it. This is horrible. I don't want to do this anymore. So I decided to scrap that audio that I worked so hard on. And now you guys have me here recording on a Wednesday to put out before midnight. So that's my truth. That's the honest truth right here. You guys know I've had quite a bit going on as it relates to moving out of my apartment, moving to a new state, getting set up with different jobs. And right now I'm actually spending time with my family in Jamaica and just reconnecting with them because I haven't seen them in over a year. And I don't know if you guys know this, but my family is codependent. Not really codependent, but we enjoy being around each other and spending time together. And so that means that we see each other like two to four times a year. And two is the bare minimum, depending on the year. So the idea that I did not see my family from February 2020 until May 2021 is insane to me. Because this has never happened like this before. I've never been away from my family this long. So I'm very excited to be home, very happy to be back in the space and back in the fold, enjoying my mother's cooking. But that comes with some differences as it relates to our sound quality and our internet quality. Not because Jamaica is what it is, but just because of the location of my room in this house and all that stuff. So you might hear some more background interference. We have a dog in Jamaica. So might be a couple of little things you guys can hear that'll be different audio-wise. Just wanted to give you a heads up there. I'm sure I talked briefly about this last week, but just so you guys get the full picture of what's happening. Cool. Today, poly pop culture news. So there are like a million things to cover, honestly. And so I'm just going to go through it as I have it written down on my little paper here. So let's start at the beginning. And the beginning for me will be There Is No I in Threesome. It's an HBO Max documentary that was being touted as a fresh take on polyamory or whatever it is people were saying. I don't know. I don't listen to those people, but they were saying things about this. And when I saw the poster of these three white people, I was like, I'm not interested. 
<laughs> I was just immediately turned off. I'm tired of watching white stories about polyamory. So I was like, oh, this is not what I'm looking for. And I read the description. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely not the vibe for me. So in case you guys have not heard of or seen this, it follows a man, Ollie, and his partner, Zoe, as they try out an open relationship in the year before their wedding. So they're engaged at this point, right? So we see them talk a little bit about the rules. Like they're both bisexual. So the rule, quote unquote, is that they don't hook up with anyone of the opposite gender. But they've both already broken this rule because Zoe's dating some dude or has slept with a dude and Ollie is dating and sleeping with a woman. So I, I don't know. Initially, it was supposed to be just Zoe only with women and Ollie only with men. But all right, we press on, we get through it, we do the thing. It's really bad communication, horrible communication between themselves, between them and us as the audience. This is a documentary about your life, right? I would think that you would be definitely more engaged. It was not that. And then comes the twist. The twist is that while the story is real, everybody except for Ollie is an actor or actress because Zoe left him in the middle of filming this thing for a dude. And Zoe's not even her real name. So I, (laughs) like, of course, of course, it's some nonsense like that. Like, instead of genuinely having a conversation about opening up your relationship and all this trouble that can come with that and genuinely unpacking this situation, this is now some kind of frivolous fluff shit that's not even that good, which, again... I'm not surprised because when I saw the poster, like I said, I was not interested. So here we are. This is what's happening. Um, There is an entire Slate article talking about this. I'm going to link that in the show notes. Um, Pages, dear friend at the pod, watched it and hated it. We had a long conversation about it. If you have not seen There's No Iron Threesome, don't waste your time, baby girl. Don't do it. Don't hurt yourself. Just go on ahead. Just live your life. It's all good. We're, We're fine here. We don't need that. So that is point one in this situation, right? So now let's head on over to point number two. I know what you're thinking. Like, really, how many points do you have? I have a lot. I have a lot more than I thought I would. So point number two. Ready for it? Here we go. If you guys watch the show New Amsterdam, which obviously you should be because hashtag sharp win forever, there is a bit of non-monogamy that has popped up in this show. So Let's talk. We're in season three now. So it's season three, episode 10. There is a man who is brought into the ED with his girlfriend and he is not doing so well. So he's in his little private ED room, whatever. And then somebody else comes. I go, hey, I'm waiting to see my boyfriend. Oh, who's your boyfriend? And he gives the dude's name. And the doctors are like, uh, okay, he over there. So they think it's about to be some kind of knockdown, drag out, whatever. It's a man, by the way, looking for his boyfriend. But he goes into the room. He's embracing the sick guy, embracing the girlfriend. It's like, oh, they're a throuple. Okay, all right. Doctor is not that evolved, kind of judgy, but we're fine. 
And then another person comes in who's more femme presenting. I'm not sure if they were non-binary or identifies <laughs> male or female, but they show up and like, oh my God, my boyfriend is here. And you're like, let me guess this dude. Like, yeah, he's over there. So you go into the room and it's all kisses and hugs and whatever. So now it's obvious there's a quad situation happening here. Olga gets worse. And so the doctors are like, who is has the right to make these medical decisions for him? Because we got to do something right now. And they're like, uh... The wife? What? There's a wife? But she's not, she's like the ex-wife, right? So they were together. I guess she understood that his queerness in terms of that him being not heterosexual, but she was not down with the polyamory. So they call her in and then they realize, oh shit, what's wrong with the dude? She had, she, he came in with these little peck marks on his hand. The wife has the same set of pet marks. Ah, it's because she has parrots. And that ended up being related to his issue. I forget what his actual health issue was. But dude admits to the doctors, yeah, I've been spending time with her. We've been trying to figure this out. But they don't know because the other partners don't know because of how protective they are of me because of what happened with her last time. So it's there's a big healing moment like where the wife includes the other partners in the conversation about his health care, which, again, does not usually happen. Usually when something like this occurs, especially considering the show is set like in COVID-ish times, I'm surprised they're having visitors at all, but we're suspending reality here. Usually if you are in a relationship with multiple people, only the quote unquote primary person and gets to be in the room or gets to make decisions or gets to have these conversations with the doctors. And so it was very important for the wife to include them in that moment. And I think it was also super important for the doctors to have allowed it. And this is the kind of stuff we want to see. If you have, you're in a quad, if you're in a triad, it's not fair to shut out one or more of your partners just because they're not quote unquote married to you or like the primary one, the most important one in the scenario. I don't like that. So I liked that they explored that. That was really great. In that episode, there was also the thing with the emergency department doctor having a girlfriend. Like she ends up dating this Middle Eastern girl. It's it doesn't matter their story, but it's kind of like, did I know that she was queer? Did I have that thought this entire time? Did I know this and forget? But when we meet her in season one, she's screwing the male doctor. So it just never really like crosses our minds. Or maybe she had a girlfriend before and I forgot. I doubt she did though. But yeah, also go more queer web. Love it. Love the queer web in the show. And so the most recent episode of New Amsterdam, which is episode 12, that's the one that dropped yesterday, May 18th. We have seen this kind of storyline progressing. Floyd, Black Doctor, he's, he has his own shit going on. Who cares about what was going on before this part of the show, right? So he is the only single, meets this amazing, brilliant Black female OBGYN and he asked her out on a date and she's I'm married bro but they're still close friends there's a flirtation that's still occurring she makes him like a mix like a playlist or something like they hang out they talk a lot so in episode 12 we can see that connection like building a bit more so he asked her out for drinks and then he's like, no, no no not like in a date you're married obviously it's not like that and she's okay we'll have a drink tonight I'll send you the address so it's like, bet, whatever happens in the episode happens. Hashtag Sharpwind forever. Y'all don't need to hear me dive into the details of that and how much I love Sharpwind. But we get to the end-ish. Floyd shows up at the address and turns out to be her house. She's all dressed up. She's like, hey, come on in, whatever. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you still married? And she's like, yeah, but my husband and I have an arrangement where it's like when he's out of town, we can do whatever. So that seems to be more of a... 
I forget the name for that on the non-monogamous chart thing. But I also got the feeling it was like a don't ask, don't tell sort of vibe. So once the husband's out of town, anything can happen. And the other partner just knows that shit might go down. So Floyd's like, listen, I like you, but I can't do this because you married. And this might be what you're into, but it's not what I'm into. And she's like, listen, I've actually never taken advantage of this before. I just really care for you. Like, I just have this connection with you. And he's like, all right, we'll get your coach. She's like, what? You told me you're going to get me a drink and now you owe me a double. So I'm not sure how this is going to progress, but Katrina Jackson and I were tweeting about this and she was like, oh, when she said she had a husband, I was like, so what, your husband to let you have friends? And I was like, messy, but I love it. So we will see if that turns into another non-monogamous storyline later on. I don't think that it will because of how Floyd's character is presented, but you never freaking know. I'm not going to pretend like I can guess everything there. So that is New Amsterdam News. Who? That's point two, right? Yes, that would be like technically three points because that's two different episodes. Eh, whatever. So we're going to go next on the list. So next on my list is the show Good Trouble. Now I have spoken about Good Trouble, I think on the podcast before, maybe I haven't, but I love Good Trouble. I It's a spinoff of the original TV show, The Fosters. And it's about two of the main characters from the Fosters, Callie and Mariana, moving to L.A. to tackle their next adventure. So they're living in the Coterie, which is a communal living space, and they share it with many people. So the character I'm talking about from the Fosters with this non-monogamous storyline is Malika. So Malika is a bartender and a political activist. She has done some work with Black Lives Matter. And through Black Lives Matter, she has met a colleague called Deontay. And she has a vibe with Deontay. Like Deontay is, you know what I'm saying? There's a connection there. But Malika has a boyfriend, Isaac. And so there is this tension that obviously exists where she spends a lot of time with Deontay. She relies on Deontay for things. Isaac's a busy guy. He's like an entrepreneur. He's he's traveling a lot. He's got his own shit going on. And it's just, I don't know. There's obviously a connection. Isaac knows about it. He's, do you want to be with Deontay? And she's like, no, I don't want that. That's not a big deal at all. So it gets to a point where Deontay mentions his girlfriend. And Malika says, wait, why are you flirting with me if you got a girlfriend? And Deontay is, girl, why are you flirting with me when you got a man? He's like, anyway, my partner and I are polyamorous. She has another boyfriend. We're all good. And I can see that turning over in Malika's mind. She's really thinking about this. She's really wondering about it. But she can't really make that move because that's not really something that Isaac would be into. So eventually what happens is that she is going to therapy to deal with some other issues. She brings Isaac to therapy and confesses to the therapist and him that she wants to try this non-monogamous situation with Deontay. Isaac totally disappears off the face of the earth for a minute because he doesn't really want to deal with that which obviously is true he thinks about it a long time and then he's like yeah girl i can't do that if that's what you want i can't do that with you we should take a break so she calls deontay over she kisses him and he's like oh yeah it's like where it go and she's like no isaac said he can't do this and i can't do this without him so yeah and that's the end of that 
polyamorous situation as we know it right now. Good Trouble is picking back up in a couple of weeks, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out going forward. That tension between Deontay and Malika because they're co-workers and if she and Isaac will get back together. Next on my list, I'm going to talk to you guys about Dota. You don't know what Dota is? That's okay. I only know what Dota is because I dated someone who played it. It's like some kind of computer game. There are elves. There are things. I don't know. There's stuff. But apparently they made a Dota TV show for Netflix, which I was very confused about because I was like, wait, a game and a TV show? Is this like fucking Prince of Persia or something? Or like Assassin's Creed? Are those the same movie? I don't know. Who knows? But you guys know what I'm talking about. So... Dota happens. I don't watch it because that's not my style. But Sham and my best friend have told me that there is an orgy in the show. Now, I was very perplexed. Is there an orgy in the game? Is that why people play this game? No, no orgy in the game. And it's also not a real orgy in the show. There's only four of them. So it's just group sex. (laughs) There is a link to that I will put in the show notes. It's a YouTube link or compilation of all the times the elves are together. Yes, it involves elves. But there's like kissing multiple elves in the same group. And then at the end, it's oh, let's go to bed. And then there's kissing and taking off the clothes and fade to black. So I was surprised, but not disappointed. A shout out to the elves doing your thing. Go LV. <laughs> you know what? I just, we, we let it rock. We let it rock. Thank you for including non-monogamy and Dota. Cheers. Cheers for that. <laughs> and so the final bit of non-monogamy polyamory news officially is Red Table Talk, season four, episode four, polyamory. So Willow is polyamorous. If you guys did not know that, then now you do. Willow's polyamorous. And so they did a red table talk about polyamory. Previously, they had talked to a couple, I believe, or a throuple um, about triads and whatever. So it's not their first real polyamorous conversation, if memory serves, but it's the first time they're really diving into the basics of polyamory, per se. So they have several guests on the show. One is Gabrielle Smith, who is a writer who is polyamorous, and her boyfriend, Alex, is married to Bridget, which is not on the show. But there's a whole connection situation there. It doesn't matter. And they bring in Gabrielle Noel, who is a newbie, quote-unquote, to polyamory. And they bring on Michelle, who you guys might also know as polyamorous Paul Asian, who we've had in season one of the podcast. They have these experts. They also have Effie Blue, who is a non-monogamy and polyamory coach. So they have a wide cross-section of people. I think Effie is the oldest person they bring on. Everybody else is like in their early, mid, maybe even late 20s at the latest. So it's an interesting dynamic. Michelle, of course, is Asian American. I think she is Chinese American, if memory serves. Don't quote me, but I think so. Yes, sorry, you can quote me, but my memory is really bad. You guys know this. Gabrielle Smith is biracial. I believe she is afro-latina and gabrielle noel is a black woman and alex is white so there is some kind of diversity at the table but throughout the entire conversation i got the feeling this wasn't a conversation for polyamorous people just like how people will say that red table talk is not for black people it's for white people i think that there's a kind of similar thing happening here it was a conversation for white monogamous people about polyamory with the barest hints of diversity. I I feel like there is some great things that were covered in terms of like very general definitions 
exploring different kinds of polyamory that people had. It was a 35, 34 minute episode. So it wasn't like they covered everything, but they did cover a very basic poly 101 sort of vibe. So gotten that out of the way. I'm going to put the links to the guests, of course, in the show notes as well. I'm just going to give you a breakdown of how the conversation went. I have a little paper here. See? Here my paper. So we kind of talk about, we start with Willow talking about her journey into non-monogamy and polyamory. Then to Jada's acceptance of her polyamorous nature. And Gammy right out the gate, super defensive about monogamy and marriage, which we knew was going to happen. Jada offers a kind of perspective where monogamy forces you to deal with issues in your relationship. And it can be easy in a polyamorous situation to just go to another partner instead of working on issues with the partner you're having problems with. And while I understand why she said that, I don't think that's necessarily true if you're practicing polyamory in an ethical, consensual way. Again, there's a lot of also weirdness around the word ethical polyamory and ethical non-monogamy that I will dive into it another different time. But if you are practicing polyamory in a way that allows for open and honest conversation, communication, just like being with each other and designing this relationship the way that people say they want it to be done, then it is unlikely to me that you would just run off and deal with another partner instead of dealing with issues. But I don't know, maybe that's what some people do. So we do that. Everyone agrees that monogamy is a choice. Gammy admits that she and Rodney, who is her husband, have talked briefly about being polyamorous while they were in counseling prior to getting married. They ultimately said it was not for them, but that was something that they had discussed. So we first bring out Gabrielle Smith. Gabrielle is solo poly and she practices kitchen table poly with Alex. Gabrielle has a platonic life partner named Aaron. And of course, she has Alex. Alex is married to Bridget. Bridget has a boyfriend named Jeff. So there are there is a bit of a web that's connected here. We hear a lot about Alex's story with Bridget. Alex and Bridget have been featured on the news. And that's actually how his parents found out that he was polyamorous. Ooh, taco. But we talk about that. And we talk a bit about his relationship with Gabrielle and Gabrielle saying Alex is like it for her. Not it in the sense where he's the only one that she will ever be with, but that no one can take him away from her, that they have this prime connection. So they're set. She and Alex are totally set. And I think that was an interesting conversation to have, the dynamic that they have. I don't want to step on any toes with my commentary, but I feel like that's something that could possibly be said that like I said, the show was not for black people and it showed and how they centered this white man and his partner. So there's that. They bring out Gabrielle Doel for a little bit. And she talks about her family being insanely religious, them not being aware of her polyamory. And she talks about considering herself a newbie in polyamory, which I thought was very important, but we didn't get to spend a lot of time talking to her. The majority of the time, was literally spent with Gabrielle Smith and Alex. And I did not like that. I felt like other people at the table had so many amazing conversations to offer and they just were not shown what those conversations had. And it was just editing that created this way. I don't know. Is there going to be a polyamory part two? I don't know, but I doubt it. So we talked to Gabrielle Alexa, like I said, then we dive into the conversation with Effie Blue, where it talks about jealousy and compersion and ways to work through jealousy. 
Then we dive into the brief conversation, like the last maybe three minutes with Michelle. And Michelle's polyamorous while Asian, obviously. And talks about her journey into polyamory. But ultimately, at the end of it, Gammy realizes that it's not for her to understand polyamory, but it's just for her to accept and acknowledge that this is a valid choice for people. So I thought that was a good note to end that on, but I just wish that they had dove a little bit deeper into other aspects of polyamory and not kept it at the level that it was at. So that for sure is your polyamory catch up for this week. There is another amazing thing that happened that I want to bring up on the podcast. You guys know I'm a huge fan of the Bachelor franchise, Bachelor and Bachelorette. There's been a huge racial reckoning with the American Bachelor and Bachelorette this past year or so. And y'all suffering. We're struggling. As Black Bachelor Nation people, we are suffering and struggling here. Just putting that out there. But there are some people that are not disappointing. So The Bachelorette Australia. So The Bachelorette for 2021 in Australia is a bisexual Aboriginal woman. Like, what? (laughs) They're also going to be casting men and women to date her. They're going to be men and women both in the house trying to date her. It's going to be like a shot at love with Tila Tequila. Only The Bachelorette. And I'm super fucking stoked. I'm going to put the link to uh, the Bachelor Australia Instagram in the show notes. You guys can check this out yourself. You can do your Googling if you want. But I am super excited that this kind of representation is happening on dating shows on TV. I feel like we are always pushing this heteronormative dialogue when it comes to dating shows. It's usually some young, attractive white man or woman looking for their husband or wife And it's always this way. And I think that having this person be the face of the Bachelorette franchise in Australia is a huge step forward. She's literally the first Aboriginal woman to be on the show. The first bisexual, openly bisexual lead that they've had. So I'm super stoked about this. I'm very happy. (laughs) Like you can tell by the smile in my voice. I'm excited to see what comes next. And that is yeah okay (laughs) now that i'm done cheesing that is definitely the last of my pop culture news i swear i don't have anything else to mention so all the links to all the things that i mentioned with the people will be in our show notes i'll put the link to the red table talk to the no iron threesome article to the dota elves orgy and i'm not gonna put a link to new amsterdam because that would be weird but yeah, that's what's going on with us here at Monogamish. I don't know why I said us because it's just me. Next week, I will be posting an interview that I did. So you guys can look out for that. But until then, let me tell you where to find us in the podcast space. You can find us on our website, monogamishpod.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at monogamishpod. You can find us on Patreon. I think you should guys definitely find us on Patreon. Doing a bit overhaul on the Patreon site in terms of what we're posting and when, whatever. But you can definitely check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash monogamishpod. It is an 18 plus platform, so we definitely want you guys to actually type that out into your browser instead of going to Patreon and searching for us. Very important. You can also support us using Anchor. Anchor is where we host, so you can support us using Anchor. There's a listener support button. You can also send us voice messages on there, which is super great. And if you send one, we can include it in the episode. So that's dope. 
do have a merch shop overhaul for that coming soon as well uh, so it's monogamishpod.threadless.com or when you go to our website monogamishpod.com you just press the shop button and it will take you directly there you can find us wherever you get your pods instagram kidding we don't have an instagram podcast thing do we anyway spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher soundcloud we posted three most recent episodes but that will be changing for season three you guys i mentioned that before we will not be using soundcloud in the same way so what you'll find on soundcloud going forward probably just be like our favorite episodes for this season hopefully we'll see so there's that if you guys cannot offer any financial support to us then you can always retweet and rate review and subscribe to us like wherever you get your podcasts subscribe to us obviously and on apple podcast specifically we'd love it if you could rate and write a review for us it helps us rise up in the rankings and make it easier for other people to find out how amazing we are that's dope so those are the places you can find monogamish pod if you want to find me personally you can find me on twitter and instagram at have you met jen I am a bookstagrammer. I am a sensitivity reader. I host two other podcasts, three other podcasts for keeping it, but the third one isn't officially announced yet. I host Stacked Podcast with my pod partner, Anne. We talk about romance novels and romance media that comes out monthly. I also host Blash Arrest with my pod partner, Lex. That episode comes out weekly on Thursdays, usually, talking about Bachelor Nation and reality dating TV shows. So that's all for me. That's all for the pod. Once again, I want to shout out altplayground.net for holding it down and being so inclusive and such a great resource in the lifestyle space. Check them out at altplayground.net. Also want to shout out our friends at YouTube Right. Now, two of the founders of YouTube Right are actually getting married this weekend. So super excited about that. Shout out to them. You can celebrate by buying something from their website and you can use the code Nagamish to get 10% off your order. So that is all she wrote. Once again, I'm Jen and this is Monogamish Pod. Have a great night, y'all.